Welcome to the Sex Talk Cafe, a podcast where you'll get to learn from the experts in the field of sex, love, and relationships. The mission of the Sex Talk Cafe is to normalize the conversation on sexuality while building a bridge between the sexual and spiritual. I'm your host, Susan Morgan Taylor. I'm a holistic sex therapist, intuitive coach, and specialist in women's sexuality and feminine spirituality. I'm the founder and CEO of the Pathway to Pleasure Collective, where I help women and couples around the world restore intimacy, save their relationship, and get back to love without feeling like they have to sacrifice themselves just to keep their partner happy. Thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the Sex Talk Cafe. Hello, hello, Nicole. Welcome to the Sex Talk Cafe. I'm here, everybody, with Nicole Siegel, and today we're going to be talking about some really awesome topics that I'm very, very excited to share with my audience and answering some common questions that many people have when it comes to sex therapy, sex education, and the word somatic. What the heck does that mean anyway? We're going to be sharing that with you and discussing that today. And I would love to uh, just welcome Nicole Siegel here and let you, Nicole, um, introduce yourself a little bit. Talk to our audience. Tell us who you are, what you do. Thank you. Hi. Super nice to be here. Um, I So I'm a sexological body worker, a birth worker, and a postpartum healer. So um, I work with all people, really, just getting people to um, connect the threads of their mind and their body back to really get them to be acting in a way that is aligned with their morals and getting the sex that they want and making the moves that they want in life. Awesome. Well, I'm super happy to have you here. I I would really love to just like kind of jump in. So juicy. Well, first of all, somatic sex education. So I think that a lot of people do not really understand what that is and what that entails. Would you talk a little bit about what that is and How does that help people? Sure, yeah. So I'll start with the word somatic. Um, So this word somatic comes from the Greek root soma, which means the living organism and its wholeness. And this word is so, it's brilliantly um, links a lot of different threads that are difficult to link in the English language. Um, It brings in the mind, the body, the spirit, the social and relational parts of who we are. Um, It's bringing in our survival strategies, our resilience, um, our culture, and um, we want all of those things to be congruent. Um, When those things are congruent, we're able to get the things that we want. We're able to have the sex that we want. Um, A lot of people run up into, run up against um, barriers and hiccups. when they're trying to make these moves to towards what they want, what they want in sex, what they want in their life, because they're defaulting to their um, their survival strategies. So the soma works is uh, somatic work is with all of these threads, bringing all these threads together. And when you pair that with um, sex education, you get this really lovely mix um, that is giving you the tools to really take charge of your sex life and make the changes that you want. Very cool. I love that. And I actually have never heard that definition of the somatic. Um, It's very holistic. It's really cool. I've always thought somatic is like body-based, but the way that you described it, it's more than just the body. It's also all these other threads of our psyche, our soul, our spirit, our culture, our sexuality, all of those things kind of woven in. And so what you're saying is that the um, somatic work is really about weaving all of those threads in 
to the work. So it's not just compartmentalized, like just working with um, the cognitive mental realm, but it's also about the body and also the spirit and all the many other threads that actually affect us. Is that right? Yeah, totally. I mean, if you think about what it takes to get you to move to doing something different than you normally do, I mean, a lot of couples come up against the same conversation over and over and over again. The reason that happens, even if they want something different, it's because they've got all of these threads that are coming into what's making what's what is influencing their decision making. And that's going to be, you know, the nervous system, that's going to be culture, it's going to be all of these things. So yeah, somatics is um, bringing together um, all the parts of the self so that you're able to get what you want. Yeah, awesome. We all just want to get what we want. I'm curious, like how how do you how do people know? Um, well, let me think of a way to rephrase that. Yes, you know, so there's all these different things that are influencing us in life and in our relationships and in our sexuality that maybe are even sabotaging us from getting what we actually want. So my curiosity is like, how, how do you help people understand or integrate all these different parts if they're not even aware that those things even exist? Or it's so foreign, this idea, like we're saying threads and this, and that they can feel very sort of esoteric. So I'm just wondering if you can give a practical example of how that might show up when you work with a client and how you help people sort of integrate all of those different parts of themselves so that they can get what they want. Sure. Um, so the funny thing is, a lot of times when I start speaking about these things, the body hears, and it kind of responds and perks its little ears up, and it's like, oh, well, that's what I want, please, yes, I haven't gotten to speak in years, um, yes, please, work with me directly, um, but so I'll give you an example, so let's say that um, in heterosexual, like, partnership, um, the like the woman is experiencing painful sex um, and they don't know what to do. Um, they've tried, maybe they've tried like numbing creams and all kinds of things. Um, so a really simple thing, uh, this is where the education piece comes in of just knowing a little bit more about your anatomy, things that are just not normally, uh, you don't learn, you know, in the normal course of your life. Like um, a woman, a female-bodied person takes 45 minutes to become fully aroused. Um, and trying to, to bypass that um, can cause all kinds of issues like painful sex. So when we start learning these little tidbits of information like this, um, and then we take it through, we take it in through somatics and we start learning about it through the body, what does that look like? Um, so if you imagine like, okay, I have this piece of information now. I have 45 minutes to fill. Maybe some questions come up like, what in the world am I going to do in those 45 minutes? Or like, how am I going to deal maybe with the insecurity that comes up in not knowing and the unknown there? And maybe what am I going to do if my body goes into freeze and um, like, I just don't feel like I can engage in the, in the situation anymore. Um, so, uh, a practice that we might do in a sexological bodywork session or a somatic sex education session is just taking you into this space of can you learn how to explore another person's body just simply with curiosity um, and maybe stretch out that time a little bit. So um, taking a simple, just um, 
one part of the body, like exploring your partner's hand for an uh, amount of time that you normally wouldn't do that for, maybe that's like 10 minutes or 15 minutes, is working directly with the body. Like, can I, can I be with the sensations that are, that are, that are in my, me right now? Do I have the capacity just to sit with? Um, so that's, yeah, that's how we work directly with the body there. Well, why would people care about this? I mean, you know, because what I could see some listeners saying is, oh, my God, 45 minutes, like, right, like, what am I going to, you know, I, I get bored after five minutes or exploring someone's hand for 50. I mean, you know, I'm going to get bored or what's the point or how does this even relate to sex? I hear that a lot, too. Um, so I'm just curious, like, how would you respond to those types of questions that people might be asking as they're hearing you say this 45 minute time frame or just playing and exploring a hand for 15 minutes yeah so um I get this question a lot too um it's funny because we keep thinking that we can solve issues in the bedroom through our mind and the reality is that we are having sex totally with our bodies um and so gaining access again completely to the sensations in your body um, takes you away from any boredom that might happen and far from like even like way past that it's yeah. taking you into total like being completely in awe of the sensations that your body is capable of yeah I I'm curious too about this boredom piece because my theory on that, and tell me if you agree with this, when that, when the boredom part comes online, like when you're coaching a couple in the touch practices, let's say, and one partner's like, Oh, I'm just bored. Right. Or I get the feedback from my client. Well, yeah, I did the thing with my husband and he just got bored. So we just did something else. And it, to me, it says that you're not actually really present to what either you're not present to really what's happening or you're actually not, you didn't ask what you actually wanted. Like, what do you think about that? Like what's actually happening under boredom? Do you think it's like related to that, those two things, or do you have a different uh, experience with it? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think something I would add to that too is not, yeah, it's, it's very similar to what you just said. It's like not being comfortable with being in the vulnerability of wanting something much less expressing it so there are so many steps to actually getting a desire fulfilled the first step is realizing what it is in you Second step the second step is trusting that you know the third step is then being able to voice it and then the fourth step is like can I sit around for the answer and all of that is requires so much vulnerability so being present with that can is challenging for a lot of people and yeah I would say that Dang, if you're bored in the bedroom, you are just not taking advantage of the cornucopia of pleasure that you can experience <laughs> in your body. <laughs> I hope you access it soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about this sort of the somatic aspect versus just the mind. And like you said, and I agree wholeheartedly that we can't solve the sexual problems just with the mind. I would also argue that we can't solve them just with new techniques or sex positions, that there's really this deeper aspect that really needs to be incorporated if we're wanting to have more pleasure or have a more enjoyable sex life, um, that we can't just solve that by thinking about it or only by talking about it. So I'd love to hear more of what your thoughts are 
on that, the difference perhaps between the somatic work and the um, more traditional talk therapy or sex therapy. Well, I do a lot of somatic work in my sex therapy practice, but that's not necessarily true of all sex therapists. So sort of the mental health realm versus the touch professionals and um, somatic practitioners. Yeah, so I, I always liken this to trying to learn an instrument by reading hundreds of books about the theory of music or even the instructional um, instructional books on how to play that instrument. You just won't get there until you practice with your body. And when you have um, ingrained patterns for behavior, especially in a realm like sex, because it's so charged, uh, m- most of us have a lot of patterns that we default to. Um, if you're not working directly with the body responses with those patterns and you're only reading about theory, you're only talking theory to with a sex therapist and you're only working with the mind, you won't be able to repattern your body. Um, so that's what I'd say that the main difference is, is um, we're not just talking about the theory and we're not just talking about um, the philosophy of sex. We're actually bringing practice in or practicing playing the instrument of your body. Yeah. Yeah, it's I think it's so critical because I agree, you know, sex happens in the body. It's a thing we do with our bodies. And what I personally love about the somatic approach um, and integrating that into my sex therapy practice and also, you know, having you uh, working with you and having some of my clients work with you is that it really brings you up against the you can talk about like, oh, um, you know, I'm afraid to speak up for what I want, let's say, okay, common thing, right? I'm afraid to ask because I don't want to hurt his feelings. It's a totally different thing to say that. And then another thing entirely to actually have an experience where you're feeling that in your body and have a real life thing that's happening in the moment and also having a facilitator there to kind of help you with the skill set to be able to confront that and meet that part of yourself very experientially and eventually even learn to have different responses to that part, right? Learning new behaviors or new skills um, so that the guilt doesn't just become an obstacle to pleasure, an obstacle to getting what you want. It's a totally different thing than just kind of talking about, oh, you know, this thing happens and I feel this and well, big deal. So we know that now what, right? Like to me, I think, really like a very uh there's so much value i think in working with the body and working more experientially than there is just only incorporating the mental piece the cognitive part i think is important too um but it's not the whole enchilada totally um something that comes to mind as well is is shame like shame that we experience about our bodies and and about sex um how do you repattern um how do you repatent shame in your body? It's not, it's not going to be only by talking about it. It's going to be by repatterning shame is about being witnessed by someone that's in full acceptance of you and actually having that experience of um, like the environments that I create in my sessions are of complete acceptance of any desire of all pleasure and not just acceptance, but celebration of it. And when you experience a celebrating of pleasure, you really get um, that like sense of, oh, I'm allowed, I'm allowed to feel this. I'm allowed to want these things. Um, and that's, that's all with the body. It's not about just talking about it. Yeah, that's awesome. 
So let's chat a little bit about, um, maybe you could just share, like, if you had to pick one thing that you wish every couple knew, like, what would that be? What do you think is most relevant? That's a good question. Um, so, yeah, some things I hear about um, with uh, couple challenges with, that couples are experiencing are, like, mismatched desire, low libido, and things like this. And what I would love for everyone to know is that their bodies aren't broken. And I would love if I, I wish everyone would stop punishing themselves for their body reactions. Um, and I would love everyone to know and to have an experience an embodied experience of the fact that our bodies are literally perfectly made to feel pleasure. I mean, they are the perfect instrument for that. I mean, the perfect tool and, um, and pleasure is, um, it shows us what we need in life. Um, I really believe that. Like, I, I think our bodies are, are just like any like plant you see in a forest, like just like a flower turns towards the sun, our bodies turn toward that, which nourishes us most, that which gives us pleasure. Um, and really allowing for a clear line of, of, of pleasure to flow. Um, it creates a life of vitality. Um, and sometimes getting to that place where you are able to experience pleasure without shame and you're able to express your desires without shame and um, without any other barriers coming up. Sometimes it's just about um, knowing exactly what type of nutrients to inject into the soil so your body can do what it is naturally made to do. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm just wishing and sending out into the universe that people are holding their bodies with love so that we can all open up to more pleasure in our lives. Cause I think that'd be good for the whole world. <laughs> I love it. And I just couldn't agree more, of course. Um, let's talk about that. So I know that we've got some offerings coming up here where, uh, you will be sort of leading the way and doing some education, around how to help people have these types of experiences. Let's talk about that. What do we have coming up on, on the agenda here? Yeah, we've got this fall seminar series coming up. And yeah, I've got three awesome foundational workshops um, that'll just give you some foundational skills to becoming more embodied and being able to really experience pleasure in your body again. And um, we'll be dealing with some of the challenges that come up with a lot of couples like arousal mismatch. Um, and, you know, one of our, one of our classes is even just all pr like pretty much only about that of like, how do the both arousal networks work? Um, it might look like, um, nature dooms us to difference and that we're just, our bodies are just made differently from our partners, but in reality, we are perfectly matched. Awesome. Um, I think yeah. that's dance. Is that dance of the polarities? Is that yeah, the that'll one? be dance of the polarities. The yeah. Mismatch. yeah, that's such a common problem. The whole desire discrepancy or this idea, this myth that, you know, I have low desire, my partner has high desire, and there's just sort of nothing we can do about it. I think that there's a bit of a myth around that too. the, the conversation, high desire, low desire, 
it's just a matter of sort of finding where it lives. And again, like you said, I love that you use the word nutrients. I love that. Um, I always look at like, how do you create the conditions or the circumstances for that pleasure to naturally, naturally arise? And we tend to have such very different needs, um, you know, between the different types of bodies, male, female, or any combination of, of those. Um, the needs can be very, very different. And I think it can be so valuable to learn just to honor what is and actually learning how to work with those differences in a really productive way instead of a way that either blames one partner um, or just ruins the whole uh, experience or makes partners not even want to try to be sexual. So I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Yeah, we're going to take it way past accepting differences and into, ooh, thank goodness everything's set up just like this because that creates all the fun. <laughs> Even better. Isn't that awesome? Like, who would ever think, like, this is actually a gift, like, the fact right. that we're this way. Like, yeah, I don't think I would have even thought of it that way. Uh, we also have another, what's the next one that we've got? It's sex ed for grown ass people. And that's all about the JJ. So come yeah. on in y'all learn about the female <laughs> genitalia. Again, as Nicole said earlier, you know, the amount of time that it takes for most female bodied individuals to truly, truly be open and ready and available for um, penetrative sex, or even sometimes just to be fully aroused and sexual. It, can be quite longer than most of us tend to realize. And I think I'm hoping you're going to share some education on that in that class. And I don't know, tell us a little bit about that one. What juicy oh, stuff okay. is on the menu for, for that class? Totally. I mean, um, I'll share one more little bit of information um, that the, the yoni has just as much erectile tissue as the penis does. It's the same amount pound for pound. So we're really not taking advantage of all of that pleasure tissue there. Um, and so this class is going to be all about where the special spots are and um, what to do with what you find. No. <laughs> Love it. And then our next, our last one for this fall seminar series is, oh, Amazing Aphrodisiacs. Yeah, right. that one was a blast. We did that back in, I think it was June. Um, that one was so much fun. And maybe just briefly do a little, a little speech to that one, because I think most people think of aphrodisiacs only as like food or something. But what I learned in that class, it is so much more than that and so much more readily available. Like even if you don't have a grocery store nearby, <laughs> it's not actually about the external necessarily, um, but actually much more internal, more readily available. So say a little bit about that workshop that you'll be leading. Yeah. So that workshop is going to be all about um, really learning the secrets to how the nervous system is also is also an aphrodisiac. It's set up as well to be um, perfectly calibrated for pleasure and how to how to um, have a little fun with maybe some foods, but maybe you'll be so educated by the end of this class that you won't need any aphrodisiacs. So. <laughs> awesome. Great. And these workshops are open to both individuals and couples. We decided to include yeah, both. Completely. Awesome. Yeah. So even if you are not in a partner ship situation you are more than welcome to join us for these classes what i really love about this it's really that i think we've called it a an, a foundation to your erotic fluency right is that kind of how we're speaking about this really just mm -hmm. like the basic skills that we all need to develop if we really want to have more pleasure and more intimacy and more connection in our lives in general in our partnerships and in our intimate relationships um 
there's really that fundamental skill set. So I'm really excited about this series that we put together. I hope that those listening will consider joining us. And we just decided to shift it into a virtual online program. So for those of you listening who are not local here in Austin, Texas, uh, we would love to have you join us. You get really just as much out of it through the online version um, as you would in person. And I just think we decided, Nicole and I kind of decided that it would be a little bit more accessible. I know that I've got a lot of listeners out there who are not local. Uh, and I just really, I want to be able to share this with with as many people as we can, because I think what Nicole really brings in her teaching is just really powerful and you know, it can really be a game changer. So um, we would love to have you at those workshops. If you are available, you can get more information on the dates and the registration links are on the website at pathwaytopleasure.com. Uh, you can also always just uh, reach out to me through the contact form there on pathwaytopleasure.com. If you need assistance or you can't find it, uh, feel free to reach out to me that way. And yeah, Nicole, any last final words about this awesome conversation on somatics and pleasure before we wrap up for our interview here today? I'm just uh, hoping everyone keeps following their pleasure. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much. And uh, we will be back, y'all. Those listening, Nicole and I are not finished. We're planning to do more little um, educational tidbits like this for you. But thanks for listening, everybody. And thank you so much, Nicole, for being just for being who you are. And um, it's been really awesome kind of having you as part of Pathway to Pleasure and just offering your amazing um, talents. I really appreciate you. So thank you. Thanks, Susan. I'm super happy to be involved. Thank you for joining me today for the Sex Talk Cafe. Please be sure to show your support by subscribing to this podcast and sharing it with your friends. To keep in the loop on future events and happenings, and to grab your copy of our free ebook, The Pleasure Keys Seven Secrets to Feminine Sexual Fulfillment, visit us online at pathwaytopleasure.com.